We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Hey, if you took my advice and turned on ESPN to see the end of the Grizzlies-Warriors game, that was a movie. The Warriors win. Dante DiVincenzo, a.k.a. Delaware Jordan, inbounds to Jordan Poole for a quick layup with a second or two left, and that's the deciding bucket. Warriors win 122-120. Steph Curry got ejected 10 minutes ago. And I'm thinking, without Steph, they're going to go to overtime and lose. There's something about this rivalry with the Grizzlies and the Warriors. Draymond is already ready to talk his trash. (laughs) This is great. This is entertaining. So rivalry week in the NBA. I had, you know, mentioned a couple things about John Morant saying I'm good in the West. And last time the Warriors saw the Grizzlies, you had Klay Thompson hitting shots, sticking his tongue out and kind of uh, standing over Dylan Brooks. Steph gets mad at the end of this game. I'm trying to see what happened. Obviously, I'm hosting the show and I'm looking at news and different things and trying to watch the game. I think he threw his mouthpiece. Marco just said that, but I don't think that was it. Steph got ejected for something. I see a video online. I'm not sure exactly what Steph got ejected for, but it doesn't matter. The Warriors win at the Chase Center. And the Brooklyn Nets were just there on Sunday and beat them. So Warriors knock off the Grizzlies. There's a real rivalry there. Steph got ejected when it was 115-114, and the Warriors do enough to win that game. Call me up, 877-337-6666 if you were watching, uh, if you want to talk about that. I was just watching the news. 
And I saw the, like, renovation to the uh, LIRR terminal at Grand Central. It's, it looks like something out of uh, London. Like, if you've ever been to London and you go on the tube, the um, escalators are, like, very steep. And I think they said they built it, like, 17 stories underground, and it, it, it's brand new. It, it looks like something from overseas. But supposedly it's faster. It's going to save people time. I was just seeing that on the news, and now I'm looking it up on Twitter. Yeah, this is the train to Ronkonkoma. Uh, Grand Central. I don't know. I never will be on that train, most likely. Uh, but maybe you will. What else do we got? I mean, I know this is sports, but it has to do with New York. This is New York sports, WFAN. Oh, we're talking Aaron Rodgers. We're talking Jets. Pat McAfee. Aaron Rodgers going on Pat McAfee to talk about his relationship with Zach Wilson, where he said, you know, one night he noticed Zach Wilson was still in the facility on a Friday night. And he hit him up like, hey, go to dinner, leave, go out, be a kid, have a good time. And I'm like, hey, Aaron Rodgers, don't say that. <laughs> this kid needs to live in the facility. He needs to watch film all day, every day. He needs to be taking reps and practice and figure it out. But maybe Aaron Rodgers will come here and mentor him. Aaron Rodgers also spoke about when the Jets and the Packers had a joint practice and how he felt like the Jets just didn't have enough players, not enough talented players. I'm sure they had. Uh, you know, a full 53-man roster plus in training camp. But he said he looked at their team and they were thin. And the Jets, like, the Jets cracked me up. The Jets have a thin team. They draft a BYU quarterback at number two overall. They forced him to be the starter with nobody to learn from. Like, how did they think that was going to go? Oh, I mentioned St. John's. St. John's just followed me on Twitter. So if someone from St. John's is listening, I mentioned St. John's when I, I was just the first school I could think about uh, in the city where, like, LeBron James' son could commit. He's not going from Sierra Cannon in uh, California across the country here to New York. But you never know. Shout out to Johnny's. They just followed me on Twitter, and I just realized I broke 30,000 followers on Twitter. You guys are too kind. It was all a dream. I remember I used to work uh, and do social media. I used to work at MTV and do social media, and my social media accounts were all private. I didn't want my bosses to see, you know, me, you know, cursing at the Yankees or me bugging out or going back and forth with some random fans or stuff. But the number that I, I was at for years was 1,500. I was, I was at 1,500 on Twitter and around 1,500 on Instagram back in, like, 2015, 2016. And the internet is crazy. I know Twitter, there's like something like 300 uh, billion daily users. That's probably wrong. Twitter daily users. How many active users daily? No, I wasn't that far off. They said Twitter has about 229 million, 237.8 users daily. So I guess if you get 30,000 followers, it's not that impressive. But it is when you're like, building and using social media to put yourself out there and that's what I started doing and once I quit my social media gigs and I knew I wanted to work in sports you know I had no people to connect me I had no connections I remember you know being so sad when I was unemployed I just wanted to work in sports and I was like I don't have anyone I don't know anybody I have no family no friend I have no one that could put a word in no one that could point me in the right direction I literally had to figure this out on my own so I used the skills that I had 
picked up working in the city at MTV, Fubo TV, Rock Nation, behind the scenes, uh, being a social media manager, digital marketing manager. And yeah, it's crazy to see uh, 30,000 Twitter followers and verified, 10,000 Instagram followers and verified, not flexing, just blessed and thankful that it worked. It actually worked. Because I was hovering around 1,500 for years just being, uh, you know, my regular self, working my my regular desk job and being behind ca- accounts at MTV. At MTV, I used to, I remember live tweeting from MTV. What show was I live tweeting? I don't know if I was live tweeting Catfish one night or something like that. And MTV had like 1.4 million Twitter followers. And when you see an account like that, when you're logged in on an account like that, it's ridiculous. And I really was like the main guy behind MTV2. How many? MTV2 went backwards. MTV2 right now has 159 on Twitter following them. I want to say we were closer to like 200,000, but like who watches MTV2 now? Like I have no idea what shows are on MTV2. But yeah, when you're behind an account like that, it is like, you know, like stock market numbers. You just see do, 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 like interactions and likes and retweets and comments and replies. It's crazy. And uh, yeah, I remember being behind those accounts and never thinking that like I would have an account with, you know, that many interactions. And now every day I'm muting people and, you know, not, try not to block people because when you block people online, they, they get that badge of honor, which is a screenshot saying like Keith McPherson has blocked you. When you do that, people like to, like, show that off. And I don't want anyone to ever think, like, you can get to me online like that. You really can't. Like, I don't know you. (laughs) But uh, I definitely have, like, 300 people muted. Because, you know, there's people that are online that literally follow you, put on post notifications just to troll you. And it's like, get a life. All right, back to the show. Zach, let's go to you now. I wanted to go to you before the break out in Rockville Center. What's up, Zach? You're on the fan. Oh, it's all good, man. Yeah, Keith, you, uh... That's your regular desk job, man. You know, you're you're doing it. You know, there's no there's no formula to this, man. There's no blueprint to life. You know, you're just kind of weaving your way through, man. And and I'm really, uh, it's really cool to see. You know, because it's you're to do something you're so passionate about. Thanks, know? man. I mean, I always like I'm I always love sports and played sports, but you kind of just take jobs and do whatever you can do. And uh, I I just got to a point where I I like jumped out of the window. I tell people I just looked out of the window and saw something, and I was like, whatever, I'm going for it. And it wasn't, trust me, it wasn't easy. Like I always mentioned, driving Lyft Uber and working at restaurants and selling yeah. my belongings and things, but, I, you know, it, it took a lot to get here, but it's crazy to, like, reflect on, like, where it started. I can identify a lot with that, man. Uh, but I wanted to give you your few minutes to talk about the Cowboys. You know, I want to, because you say you can never talk about the Cowboys, man. I want to ask you, who do you want as your quarterback next year? I don't have a choice in that. It's Dak Prescott. Oh, that's right. He signed $40 million a year. That's right. So, yeah, until 2026. You and you, you know want what? Dak Prescott. It's not so, like, as we talk about the Cowboys all week, and, you know, I know people have heard me say, like, I picked them before I knew where they were. It's just getting corny, man. It's getting old. 27 years. I'm 34. So, like, most of, like, my life has been, like, okay, some decent teams and them losing. They put out a meme where it says Tony Romo is 4-3 and three in the playoffs, 0-3 oh in the division round. Dak Prescott is 4-3 and three in the playoffs, 0-3 oh in the division round. I'm like, Jerry Jones is cursed, man. It just is what it is. But they need drastic change. If you don't change things, you know, insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. 
the Cowboys are going to keep doing what they're doing. And the, their mistake was they paid Dak all that money because they franchise tagged him twice. And then it got to the point where they just had to pay him. But then that made them have to cut corners. They couldn't pay Randy Gregory. They couldn't pay Amari Cooper. And then this year they go into the season and it's like, you gave all that money also to Ezekiel Elliott. He's fat. He's slow. He's got a $90 million contract. And they're looking at Zeke and Dak like, get it done. Tony Pollard is going to be due for a payday soon. And uh, C.D. Lamb, and I don't know, they just they just didn't manage the team right. And that's because Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones are not real GMs. They're not real football guys. Stephen Jones a little bit more so than Jerry Jones. But Jerry Jones just loves the spotlight. So I hope he enjoys that spotlight. I hope he enjoys the cameras in his face and the microphones always talking about losing, always coming up short every year. And, you know, they've got the most valuable franchise and all of these fans but all you see every year is fans burning jerseys and a miserable fan base. There's a lot of people jumping ship now, too. There's so many people online that I see uh, like, yeah, I can't do it anymore. I'm picking a different team. That's crazy. I don't understand that, dude. I, I see now. I'm So I'm 33, right? There's a lot of guys that I work with um, that are around my age, and they watch basketball, but none of them are Knicks fans because the Knicks have been so bad for the last 23 years, you know, that they – have grown up. See, I'm an inherited fan. You know, I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a Giant fan. Because my dad was a Knicks fan, Yankee fan, Giant fan. So I'm a Knicks fan, man. No matter what. Through and, and you're through. from New York, so yes, yes, yes. So like that's and, and there's it's tough to see because now the Knicks are actually starting to get better. You know, the most of most of the kids, kids. I'm 33 years old, man. Most of the guys around me, are, you know, are fans of players. Yeah, you know they're fans of, of of so when Kevin Durant goes to a team now there's a bunch of Nets fans. You know when John Morant inevitably leaves the Grizzlies if he does. You know uh, wherever he goes, LeBron. LeBron's a perfect example. LeBron. LeBron has has with LeBron. LeBron has yeah. gone to different teams and people have followed them and they were just talking about the LeBron effect, how ticket sales go up and merch sales go go up when LeBron goes yeah. to Miami, when LeBron goes back to Cleveland, when LeBron goes to L.A. Because they're fans of players, and I, I, in my opinion, man, it's not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be the person who says, you know, the get off my lawn old guy. But that's not real fandom, in my opinion, you know. Because like, so when when LeBron wins the championship, you're happy for him. You can't be happy for the team. Who who are you exactly happy for? Because who have you been riding and dying with this whole time that you call yourself a fan to really care? Yeah, that the team's it, in the NBA final. It is kind of strange, bro. Because like, like I was talking the other night. I think last night that like baseball is not like that. Baseball, you no. root for the laundry. Like, as a Yankees fan, I feel like I've seen so many Yankees through the years. Like, I think it's kind of crazy. Like, I'm older than most of the Yankees. Like, you, I, I always say this about the Yankees and, and the organization. I'm like, we'll be here longer than these players, right? Like, the players come and go. The fans stay. We root for the laundry. We are rooting for the Yankees through generations and passing it down. And, like, that doesn't happen in, in basketball now. It's like these star players emerge and guys are Durant fans, or Steph Curry, you know, obviously he's playing in one jersey, but there's kids in New York and New Jersey that are Warriors fans because of Steph Curry. We see it in Madison Square Garden. We see it in Barclays Center. I'm like, where the hell are all these kids coming from screaming Steph, Steph, Steph? Even Devin Booker. I was in Barclays Center. I was like, there's like 30 kids that are Phoenix Suns fans. They didn't fly in from Arizona. No, they live in the boroughs, but they like Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now that you brought up the Yankees, this is the only thing that we can agree on. So now, I mean, we got to talk Yanks. Um, are you excited? I mean, are you excited? What do you think I am. About Garrett Cole? I always and, am. Uh, what do you think about Garrett Cole, though? 
Like if, if this if this sticky stuff situation doesn't get doesn't get straightened out, man, because you can tell his pitches, his changeup moves the exact same way, but it moves less. <laughs> you know, his his curveball moves the exact same way, but it moves less, and it's a little it's a little softer. You know, you can tell that that sticky stuff affects him more than anybody. So if he doesn't get it together. Carlos Rodon's the number one. Garrett Cole is, you know, the, the 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 games that he didn't shut everybody down. He's a number three, a number four, and I'll be honest, man, that is Zach. Let me let me spin that for you, right? Garrett Please, Garrett Cole led the league in giving up home runs. Didn't he give up thirty some home runs? I think he led yeah, the led, American led the league. league. Led the league in strikeouts. Led the league in home runs and led the league in strikeouts. The strikeouts are going to stay. I I want right. to bet that there's no way he gives up that many home runs again. I want to. I want to bet that he just doesn't do that, and that was a, a it was fluke year. Crazy! How many first innings? How many times did you did you were you ten minutes late to catch the game, and you turn the game on? It's three nothing. That Seattle game, which was on like a Wednesday oh at like one God. o'clock. I'm listening to John and Susan. I'm not even parked yet, and he's already given up. Like I think uh, Jared Kelenic took him this deep. Three straight. Yeah, Kelenic, Kelenic took him deep on an outside fastball to right field. And I'm like, what Kelenic, the hell Kelenic, is going on? <laughs> I'm like, good grief, Garrett Cole's trash. I'm like, what is going on? So I don't think that's going to happen again this year. I also think having oh. Carlos Rodon is going to help because one of the things He's Judge was saying, right, Judge had a quote where he said, like, like, Garrett Cole can't do it on his own. He basically told the organization, like, Garrett is a horse, but he can't do it on his own. It's like, you know, he steps on that mound with all of this pressure, and we need another guy. He showed up in October. Right. You add Carlos Rodon, he's a bulldog. That's going to help out. And this is going to be year two after the sticky stuff. He's got to have adjusted, right? He's got to have some type of substance or some type of, I don't know, whatever it is. Like, I agree with you. Yeah. He's making too much money. He's too smart of a guy. He's too much of a competitor to not to not get, get it under wraps. Yeah. So listen, Another I, year I, I in New go, York. I, appreciate I really appreciate you keeping me company at work, man. I appreciate it. I gotta, yeah, I gotta, thanks uh, for calling and thanks for listening, Zach. I'll continue on the Garrett Cole stuff. Well, Gary Cole, he just had his second son. It's another year in New York. He had a good October. Well, a good enough October. What he did against the Guardians won a lot of uh, Yankees fans back for him that were saying, he's not an ace. This guy's a waste of money. When you see what he did in October, it's like, okay, that that's a, that's a guy that you pay that much money for when you can do it in the postseason. I think Gary Cole knows... With Carlos Rodon next to him, all right, I got some help. Help is on the way. And we can't forget about Nestor Cortez becoming an all-star as well. If Nestor can kind of repeat that, right? You know, Nestor's a millionaire now. Uh, Nestor, they bumped Nestor up to $3.2 million. And I don't care about Frankie Montas, but Luis Severino, when we signed Garrett Cole, it was... Supposed to be Luis Severino and Garrett Cole is the one-two punch. Well, I think Seve, another year after his Tommy John, is going to be there. So the Yankees have a, a stack rotation. And if it's Domingo Hormon or Clark Schmidt or whatever uh, as the fifth starter, fine. But I, I think Garrett Cole is going to be better this year than he was last year. How can, how can he give up 30-plus home runs? Like I just don't see him doing that again. I think he's going to keep the ball in the park. And just baseball being baseball... I just don't expect him to be, you know, the strikeouts are going to be there. I don't expect him to be the guy that is getting rocked by whoever it is. Like, so many random guys took Garrett Cole deep. I think he finds a way to keep the ball in the park, and I think it's another year that he doesn't have the uh, spider tack 
Um, and then he adjusts. So I'm not too worried about Garrett Cole. And, and like, I, I'm not like, what am I worried about with the Yankees? I'm kind of worried about the fact that, like, Cashman is going to go bargain bin hunting. And he already has signed guys to, like, minor league deals. And then I re- I'm not worried that he's telling people, oh, yeah, Aaron Hicks is, is going to be blah, 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 the left fielder. And he's, you know, he's worked out and he's done this. Like, he's still got all the tools. Is there? I don't care about that. I think they all know we if we're actually trying to contend, if the Yankees are going to knock off the Astros and get back to a World Series, you can't be running Aaron Hicks out there every day. Oswaldo Cabrera showed you right away he could play right field, left field, first base, second base, shortstop, third base. And he's a switch hitter. I'll take him over Aaron Hicks. I'll never forget when Aaron Hicks was on base and um, he got into a base running out and that robbed um, Oswaldo Cabrera of a hit. And you see this rookie who hasn't even been with the Yankees for a month throw his hands in the air like, what are you doing? (laughs) And uh, if it comes down to him, uh, Oswaldo Cabrera versus Aaron Hicks in left field, I just doubt that. But I think it's going to be Cabrera. I think Cabrera is going to have better at bats. Like, you don't remember Cabrera going deep in the Guardian series? Like, the kid showed up. And uh, I think just that little bit of a a sample size for him is going to give him confidence. You know, he'll be at the American Dream Saturday. Not this Saturday. Next Saturday. I can't wait for that. The Pinstripe Pride event. We had Goose Gossage on uh, yesterday on my show. Two days ago on my show. Now it's Thursday. Goose called in Tuesday. And, uh... Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of Yankees there. Nestor's going to be there, but also like Paul O'Neill, Don Mattingly, Jorge Posada, like all these different guys showing up at different times. Um, HalloFameSignings.com, I'm hosting the two days. There's just going to be like a Yankees baseball kickoff event. And yeah, before you know it, pitchers and catchers, before you know it, we'll actually you know have people flying out to spring training. I'm not going this year. Uh, I wish, but I'm not going this year. I got some things to handle. But yeah, I can't wait for baseball to start and get going. I'm not too worried about Garrett Cole, and, uh, you know, when football, for me, like I said on Monday, everybody was in their football fields. The Giants are out. Uh, I know there's a lot of Cowboys fans in the area. The Cowboys are out, and now we got to watch those dirty birds face the 49ers, and then it's Chiefs-Bengals again. Um, And for me, you know, as soon as the Cowboys get eliminated, I fold up my Cowboys shirts and hoodies. I put my jerseys all in a bag, hats, Throw that in the back of the closet. You won't see me wearing any Dallas gear until August. And the way they went out these last two seasons, you might not see me wearing any Cowboys gear at all. What's up, Dwight? Dark City on the fan. AP. Oh, yeah. Oh, talk about the Cowboys. A. DeVolo, the ex line on the Jerry Jones years ago. He said that he wanted to be the next Jerry. He said he wanted to be the next Al Davis. <laughs> so he said that so he came true. Yeah, why would you want to be the next Al Davis? Like, you know, the Raiders. When was the last time the Raiders won anything? When was the last time the Raiders won a Super Bowl? And I know that they had, you know, the Rich Gannon teams, but they haven't won a Super Bowl since 84? That was a long time you ago. about that. <laughs> And now they're a mess out there in Vegas. Dwight, you the man. Appreciate the call, bro. But your uh, your phone is like breaking up. Oh, hey, listen. I'm trying to. 
<laughs> yeah, Giants Wait. definitely need a wide receiver. And I saw Mel Kuyper's mock draft. I'm going to get into it. I just hate that they go to it quick. But uh, that kid from Boston College, I was watching his tape. Um, his his routes. Go check him out. What's his name? Zay Flowers. Thanks for the call, Dwight. This kid, Zay Flowers, he runs effortlessly. Are the Giants going to take a wide receiver in the first round? If they do, they should look at this kid, Zay Flowers. Where is he from? Zay Flowers, I was watching uh, some of his clips. and like his Just the way he runs full speed and cuts. I'm like, this dude, oh, he's from Fort Lauderdale. I was hoping that he might be a Northeast guy playing at BC at Boston College. So, you know, if you've been listening to my show since I started, I said, like, you know, ESPN's coverage already Mel Kuyper is already out there with his mock draft, and he's got his first like thirty-one picks. I'm like, we're not—we don't even know who's playing in the Super Bowl, but Mel Kuyper's got an idea for you know who's going where and who's picking what, and it's it's on ESPN, and that's what ESPN does. They don't waste any time on it. And before we know it, it'll be March, the new league year, and then before we know it, it's the NFL draft. I think. It's going to be very interesting where these quarterbacks land. I would not draft Bryce Young. I know he's a Heisman Trophy winner. I know he's an Alabama kid, but he's small. And they, they're saying he's trying to bulk up. They're saying he's trying to get to 210. He's listed at 195, but that kid's probably like 185. He's small. And I know he's got a ridiculous arm and he's a playmaker and all that, but I just wouldn't draft that kid that high. He's going to end up being hurt. And this NFL... Like, the guys are so big and so strong, it's tough. Like, my boy Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is much bigger than than Bryce Young. Um, Kenny Pickett is like a legit 6'3", uh, probably, you know, like 220. And watching Kenny in the NFL, it hurt. I guess it hurts more when, like, it's a guy from your town that you know and you're rooting for. Yeah, Kenny's listed at 6'3", 220. But, like... There was a play where I think Pat Queen um, from the Ravens like concussed him. And I was like, I was like hurt. I was like, oh no, Kenny. Patrick Queen hit him and like tossed him. And Patrick Queen is not that much bigger than him, but he looks bigger than him on the field. And like as a quarterback, these little quarterbacks, they can't survive in the league unless they're like super shifty or like like Brock Purdy is another small guy. You got to be quick. You got to have quick feet. You got to be able to move the pocket to survive. You know, that's why, like, Giants fans want to get rid of Daniel Jones or not pay Daniel Jones or move on from Daniel Jones. I'm like, Daniel Jones is a big dude. And, like, this year he stayed healthy. This year he stayed on the field. Like, I I would want a quarterback that's, like, at least 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", at least 215, 220. Because these guys are coming off the edge. They're trying to kill them. They're trying to take their heads off. So... I don't know. Um, this Mel Kuyper, they're not they're not allowing me on ESPN. ESPN is a joke with this, uh, like, read more, sign up for ESPN+. Plus. Like, if I want to watch the Devils, I got to sign up for ESPN+. Plus. I don't care how much it is. It's just the principle of it, bro. It's ESPN. I'm not paying for ESPN. Like, I can't see Mel Kuyper's full. You can, you can see it on TV. I know I saw it on TV. Um... Because who did they have the Cowboys taking? Where I just was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. If the Cowboys take a running back, they had, they had the the running back out of Texas, um, Robinson, uh, Bijan Robinson, and I'm like, uh, nah, 
And I know Tony Pollard broke his leg, and like that sucks. That's a, that's a line. Yo, I'm 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 definitely toning down my Cowboys fandom as far as like outwardly showing and talking about it because they're cooked, and it is not fun. And Tony Pollard will probably stay on the Dallas Cowboys because he's hurt now. No one's going to give him big money not knowing how he's going to return from that injury. But Mel Kuyper seems to think, oh, Jerry Jones drafted Ezekiel Elliott in the first round, Emmitt Smith in the first round. They're looking for their next running back now, and this guy is the best running back in the draft, and he may fall to 26. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. You cannot take a running back. This the, this Cowboys team, this Cowboys team can use a, a few different positions. I honestly think it's a corner. Depending on um, how many corners come off the board, I feel like they got to take a corner first. The The year they got Micah Parsons, they were looking at Patrick Sertan and they were looking at um, you know Joe Horn's kid. Didn't get him. Got to draft a corner. Trayvon Diggs is suspect, and... Uh, you know, they went away from um, Anthony Brown got hurt, and then they, they did have that kid Kelvin Joseph playing, and he wasn't good enough. Uh, then they had to have Deron Bland in the game. He's a rookie, and they exposed him in the playoffs. Got to have better corners. Got to have some guys that can actually cover and run. Uh, Trayvon Diggs pisses me off. I saw a funny video. These mic'd up videos that NFL Films does, they're great. They're great. I don't know if it's playoffs. So they're better, but these mic'd up films have been great. And you see uh, J. Ron Curse talking to Trayvon Diggs on the sideline after he didn't intercept that ball that literally hit him in both his hands, arm, leg. And he's like, what happened to you having the best hands on the team? He's like, I didn't see the ball. The ball, like, came at me and it hit me. And he's like, that's not supposed to happen. The ball's not supposed to be hitting you. You're supposed to pick that. That would have changed the whole complexion of the game. But... 877-337-6666. I'm going to try and find Mel, Cop- Mel Kuyper's mock draft. Somewhere on, on the internet they'll have it. Because I want to see who he had for the Jets and for the Giants. Uh, but I'm not paying $9.99 a month. $9.99 a month for ESPN Plus? I guess that's worth it. But that's like a... Nah, that's another bill, bro. I, I ain't got it. I can't do that. For what? For what? For I guess for the Devils game and and to see Mel Kuyper's draft picks, but nah, nah. My my wife will be like ESPN Plus. Like we already get Fubo. Shout out to the Fubo fam. I got Fubo for life. I worked at Fubo. I was their first social media manager. Shout out to my boy Dennis over Fubo and the Fu Bros at Fubo for hooking it up. I did a lot for Fubo when I first went over there. I was I was doing whatever they asked, and uh, you know in my departure they hooked up my Fubo TV service, and I always remember when Fubo started, ESPN would would come in. They would have meetings with ESPN a couple times a year, and ESPN said something along the lines like, uh, you can't be a over-the-top streaming service for sports fans without ESPN, and ESPN like said they would never sell to Fubo. And then they did. I think the pandemic hit, and then they did. <laughs> and now Fubo has everything. Fubo's got MLB Network, NBA TV, NFL Network, NHL Network. It's got all of the like college channels. It's got SNY. They don't have Yes Network. I will say that they don't have Yes Network, and they're missing something else. They don't have TNT, so you can't watch TNT basketball. But they got ESPN and ESPN Two and ESPN News, FS1, um, NBA League Pass, which is clutch. When I go home tonight, 
I will probably throw on league pass because I want to see what Giannis did against the Nuggets. It sucks that they didn't play Murray and, and Jokic, but that's the NBA, you know. The NBA with this load managing and resting guys, like, it's rivalry week. You're thinking you're going to see Jokic versus Giannis. You're like, nah, nah, they got to rest tonight. Nope, not going to get that matchup. What else? Brooklyn Nets. I'll probably go back and watch some of that Brooklyn Nets game. Joel Embiid, if you were watching that game, there were so many technicals in the beginning of that game. They teed up Jacques Vaughn. So there was a there was a foul on Ben Simmons. Or no, a foul on Joel Embiid by Ben Simmons that was not in the act of shooting. They called it a shooting foul. And everyone in the arena saw that he wasn't in the act of shooting. It was garbage. So Embiid goes to the line. And of course, Embiid and Harden together are the the super flopper bros. Like these guys flop so much and, and get calls. Jacques Vaughn steps out to argue the call, and he crosses half court. Doop, they tee him up. And uh, so there was a few texts in that game. They were slowing the game down so much that KD's like, by, by you know, this game at this rate won't be done by 12 o'clock. And <laughs> I'm watching that game, and I'm thinking they're going to tee up Joel Embiid. He, he has an and-one play, and then he does the degeneration next. I don't even know if I could say that on air. I think you could say it on air, but I won't. Um, you guys know if you watch wrestling, I think everybody watched Degeneration, uh, Degeneration X, uh, the Road Dog Jesse James, the Badass Billy Guns. You you remember all of that, and you know what they did. He did that like three times in the direction of the, of the fans, and he didn't get a T. But those refs were terrible tonight. Those refs were trash. All right, see, you know where you can find Mel Kuyper stuff for free? <laughs> Twitter. So I don't have the full 31, but I was able to find the first 10. Mel Kuyper's mock draft has Jalen Carter, defensive tackle from Alabama, going to the Bears at one. Yeah, and see that, you know, this year, the Giants and the Jets aren't picking in the top 10, so I, I got to keep doing some searching to try and find that. C.J. Stroud, the quarterback from Ohio State, going number two to, to the Texans, which if you watched the college football playoff and you saw C.J. Stroud trying to will them to victory, they probably should have won that game. If you saw that kid play, that's an NFL quarterback. That's That's a kid with size, that's a kid with an arm, and that's a kid with moxie and just the will to win. The Texans will probably draft him. He'll probably be the first quarterback off the board. But then they've got Bryce Young going to the Colts. I don't think that's going to happen. I I don't know. I don't think. I just. We'll see what happens with this kid's combine. We'll see what's happen, what happens with his pro days. He's just small. I think he's going to drop. I think he's going to drop. Like I saw Malik Willis drop this past year. And it's funny. Like you look at Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy dropped all the way to Mr. Irrelevant. And he's the best rookie quarterback. But like when you look at these small guys, they're they're just going to be injury prone. There's no way these guys could take a beating. And and I know I, I saw um, Todd McShay today talking about Bryce Young, saying Bryce Young took the most beating because he was in the SEC and all this other stuff. But Will Levis, Will Levis is another guy that they were talking about taking a beating in the SEC because he played at Kentucky. And Will Levis, I think, could be the number two quarterback taken over Bryce Young. Mel Kuyper's got him going to Seattle. Which would be good. Sit behind Gino for a year or two, three. Who knows how long Gino's going to be there? What other? Oh, Anthony Richardson's the other quarterback. They've got 
Mel Kuyper's got four quarterbacks going in the first nine picks. Anthony Richardson going to the Panthers, and they've got Sam Darnold down there, and they've got, why can't I think of this quarterback, um, P.J. Walker. Obviously, Baker's out of there, and then if they get Frank Wright, that's a good quarterback room. Anthony Richardson is is a big dude. He's he's a runner. I don't know how polished he is as a thrower, but yeah, I gotta try and get the rest of. I gotta get the rest of Mel Kiper's draft so I can see what he has the uh, Jets and Giants doing. Let's take a break here. Call me up eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Taking your calls, talking all through the sports, football, basketball, a little baseball, of course, hockey. If you want, uh, I've got about. 20 minutes or so left. Salakot is coming up next. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Let's hit the phones. Thanks for calling up. I got a couple calls to go through. I think we've got like 12 minutes to do that. And uh, Fleeks helped me figure out how to beat the system, how to get Mel Kuyper's picks without paying $9.99 for ESPN+. Uh, some of the writers put it out there on Twitter. I was able to find that on Twitter. But 
Fleegs was like, hey, if you Google Mel Kuyper and the team's name, it comes up with the pick. So for the Jets, Mel Kuyper has them drafting Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jiba. I think that could happen, and I think that kid's legit. I mean, these wide receivers coming out of Ohio are legit, and you pair him with Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> that'd be great. And then on the Giants side, yeah, they need a receiver too. I was already um, mentioning the kid out of Boston College, but Jordan Addison, I've seen that kid play. He's coming out of USC, but where did he play before he transferred in the portal to USC? He played at Pitt with my guy Kenny Pickett, and he's a baller. He's a game changer. He's a, a little guy that can go. But, yeah, you know, speaking of the portal and the transfer portal and, you know, college football now, it's nuts. I think I mentioned on the fan last week, like maybe this week, like when I transferred from James Madison University in Virginia to come back home and play in New Jersey at Monmouth, I had to sit out a year ineligible just waste a year of eligibility of athleticism of your college life like it is what it is but it didn't exist right the transfer portal didn't exist uh when i was in college i remember thinking about transferring to division three just to play and i was like no i don't want to go to rowan or fairly dickinson no knock to those schools i probably would have balled there probably would have got a better opportunity to play there if i just didn't want to go play at like i don't know william patterson or uh, Division three. Um, either way, speaking of, you know, transfer portal, NIL, college football is crazy now. It is pro sports. It is turning into a pro sport type machine. Let's go to Chris in Bergen County on the fan. What's up, Chris? Yo, what's going on, Keith? How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for calling in. Ah, no problem. Yeah, figure I'd change it up a little bit tonight. But uh, no, nah, I just want to know what what are your thoughts on the NIL? Like, especially with uh, what Rutgers just dropped. I don't want to say it was today. That every kid on the team, including PWOs, are going to sign an NIL. Yeah, they have to do that to be able to compete. And uh, this is what I really think about it. I think it's good for these kids, but I just don't think it's regulated yet. It's the wild, wild west still. So when you have some of these players making millions – that are well-known, like I mentioned, like Archie Manning and Bronny James and uh, Shador Sanders. Of course, these kids have millions of followers and they have millions of dollars. But what about the kid that just like, and like like a kid like me who's got no like name, uh, just like worked hard in high school and, you know, became like all county or whatever and, and got a scholarship um, and was like, you know, a backup. But like, you know, what do I get? Like, who's signing me if I'm, if I'm uh, practicing just as much as... These top guys, if I'm going to the weight room, I'm going to class, and I'm going to study hall and everything else, like, do I get an NIL deal? And, like, how much money can I get? Now, here's here's my question. How is that locker room going to work? Yeah. like In, that- in places like that where, you know, you take, you know, you take professional ball, for instance. You know, all right, yeah, you got guys making, you know, league minimum. You got guys, you know, on the, on the high-end side. Now, you deal with that with, you know, 18-year-old kids, 18 to 20, you know, 22 Money, Money can have some of these kids disillusioned, and also well, it can pit guys against other guys because it's like, okay, right. you know, what if uh, Shador Sanders isn't the better quarterback at Colorado? Like, what if there's a kid already at Colorado that's better than him and then beats him in practice but just isn't making the money, doesn't have the name? Like, that starts to get, like, 
I don't know. That starts to make like a weird uh, relationship. And like you said, in the locker room, there are going to be some guys that like they're jealous because you're, you know, like you have Instagram followers and you're getting these big deals and I'm not. And I, I don't know. I also thought, thought about that going into the NFL. It's like, okay, look at Zach Wilson. We we talked about Zach Wilson kind of uh, being cocky <laughs> or arrogant. And that was just based on who knows what his own, I guess, self-confidence and belief. How did he go from Utah to NYC? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, imagine he had an NIL deal at Utah or at BYU in Utah where he's coming into the NFL. And, yeah, he's supposed to make $36 million with the Jets. But what if he had, you know – Thirty million in NIL deals in three years, and he comes in like I'm already rich. I'm already a man. Oh, here's and now it's trickling down even further because now we got kids coming out of high school, and you know it. You went through the recruiting process. You understand it. You know it's brutal. Now we throw NILs in, okay, and we now have parents. Well, what's the NIL deal? Well. Before they're even taking officials, yeah. It's, well, what what are they offering? And you have and, you, you know, have kids committing and decommitting over over dollar amounts. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and it's starting to get you know it's starting to get ridiculous, almost to the point where you may see. I don't know. It, so you may start the the, the biggest example you know, out there right now. This kid, Jaden Rashad, are a problem to begin with already in high school. Now you throw this on top of it with the handlers, forget about it. Yeah, it's the wild, wild west. And I understand we went from, okay, the NCAA, people were, it's it shouldn't have been compared, but people were comparing the NCAA yeah. to slavery. They're like, these kids don't get, you know, I think that's an extreme. But, like, at the yeah, same time, absolutely. there's another extreme. This kid, Jaden Rashada, he's the number 27 recruit. He committed to Florida, and he asked for his release because some of his deals fell through. And they said he had up to $13 million in deals. So some deals fell through, yep. and he and he only had $5 million, So now he wanted to get out of his letter of intent. You signed the letter of intent. But Florida granted the request because clearly like they're, they're like, this isn't the type of kid we want. Well, you're almost – it's to the point where you almost have to sit parents down now before these kids are committing. You have to – you really seriously have to get a, a good lawyer – you know, and sit down before you even sign anything because, you know, again, you know how it is. It's brutal out there. And you know what? They're just going to sign these kids and keep them under contract. And, you know, these kids don't know what they're signing. They have no idea. They're kids. And that's what I'm saying. You can't give these kids that Correct. much money. Like, I think back to – I was so pumped when I got my first, like, Pell Grant for, like, two or $3,000 and it hit my, my account. I thought I was big man on campus. I was lit. I was like, I had a fake ID. We're about to go get a couple cases. Like <laughs> – you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, like, like, Absolutely. imagine you're a millionaire at 18. Well, yeah. And how do the schools deal with that? You know, how do, how do you deal with it when a booster gives a kid an NIL deal and then the coach deems him, you know what, you're my number two or right. you're the problem, man, and now I got to sit you. Now I get to deal with, as a coach, now I get to deal with a booster? Yo, why aren't you playing my kid? Mm -hmm. I'm paying him all this money. It's <laughs> it, yeah, we're we're gonna see. It's gonna this is, get. This is the beginning of it. Before it gets better. <laughs> Absolutely, great call, Chris. And, Thanks for the call. I mean, that's what I that's what I mean that like it's not regulated yet. 
This is the Wild Wild West. I just want to try and get my last two calls in before my show is up. Rob is in Cape May, New Jersey. Go for it, Rob. Hey, Keith. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, happy to be here a little bit on a later night, but uh, had a good time with this one as well. Good. It's great to listen to you. I just wanted to talk about Ben Simmons. Um, I think he got a really bad rap in Philly. They really treated him fair there, unfairly. Um, I think he's taking baby steps and getting a little better. Um, it's still very frustrating when he doesn't shoot when he should. I think he does that maybe three or four times a game, which is very yep. frustrating. And I think he's scared to take his free throws, which is the problem. He hit him tonight. Um, and So not to cut you off, because I obviously watched the game yeah. and I've been dealing with this Ben Simmons thing the same way as you as a Nets fan. When they passed him the ball and it was just him one-on-one against Embiid, he immediately kicked it out to Seth Curry. He didn't even look at the basket. He didn't even dribble the ball. He didn't even attempt to put a move. And that hurts the team. There's a lot of times this year where Kyrie is like, shoot it, Ben, or giving him the ball. He has to shoot it, but it's it's a mental thing. And that's why I really believe that this guy had the mental mental health issues that he said he had because they went into the locker room. And he comes out of the locker room, and he's aggressive, and he's attacking, and he's scoring. And I'm like, now he's shooting the ball every time he touches it? It, it is crazy to me that, like, this is going on. But then in the postgame, Jacques Vaughn said, you know, your thoughts become things. You are what you think you are. So they were telling Ben in the locker room, you're back in Philly. You used to score here. You used to have triple doubles in this building. Go get it. Kevin Durant's not on the floor. Stop trying to find your teammates so much. And then he started scoring points in the second half. It's like, why can't he package that together and and play like that all the time? Why does it always have to be, oh, I'm a facilitator. Oh, I'm going to give it up. Because I think mentally in his head, he is afraid to make mistakes. He's afraid to go to the foul line. He's afraid to, to you know get contact. He's afraid to miss shots. And it's just like, it sucks as a Nets fan because this is a project. And this is a number one draft pick, number one overall draft pick, a rookie of the year, a guy that's been an all-star, but he's a shell of himself now, and this is the version that the Nets have. Thanks for the call, Rob. Let's go to Alex in Linden. Let me see. I think I put Rob on hold. Alex in Linden, you're on the fan. Go for it. Hey, KM to AM. What's up, brother? How you been? I'm good, man. Thanks for calling up. You got the last call of the night. Uh, all right, I'll make it real quick. So because you were talking NIL, my boy Shaheen Holloway at Seton Hall said it best uh, a couple months ago. The game has changed completely. I feel bad for the guy. He gets his first big D1 job. Now he's dealing with that. Um, I'll hang up and listen after that. But the um, my Eagles-Niners prediction, I don't think the Niners know what they're about to deal with. Jalen Hurts is the real deal. Eagles by 10-plus. Mm. I'll hang up. Take care, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Alex. And, yeah, um, as a college coach now, you might be good at recruiting. But now – you have to figure out how to get businesses involved, how to get people involved that are going to put up money to attract kids. It isn't about the college campus. It isn't about their fit on the team. It isn't about turning boys into men. It's about, yo, how much money can you get these kids to sign? And if you can't get them to sign, you're going to be at a competitive disadvantage because you got to go up against other schools in the Big East that have the hookup, that have, I don't know, it's crazy where where we have gone. Uh, I am jealous. I went to college on scholarship at two different schools, and I was definitely a broke college student, still playing football, trying to be a student athlete, and uh, still have a party life, social life. It's hard to manage 
with no bread, with no money. And, you know, I'm seeing these kids now. I don't know if I would have been good enough to get millions. I don't think I would have been like that, but I would have been able to get a couple thousand and and a couple thousand helps. If I could have got $10,000 a year in NIL deals, it would have made a big difference. And I think there are kids that are riding the bench getting NIL deals for 10000 because they're, 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 there are companies that are hooking up the whole team. And they're doing things like social media posts. They're doing things like, uh, you know, just like wearing the brand, like simple things to activate the money. And all of these companies have marketing dollars. They all have money. So the game has completely changed. But stay tuned, folks. You will see something happen, something change with how the recruiting goes, and them regulating the amount of money. They're going to have to put a salary cap on NILs in college football, basketball. Like, what what has it become? The NCAA was amateur athletics, where for years they said that they were, like, making money off these kids. Look at how much the college coaches make. Look at how many tickets they sell. Look at the merch they sell. And look at all this stuff that these kids don't get a dollar for. These kids are going back to their dorms hungry without a dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now... (laughs) <laughs> These kids are making millions seniors in high school. $13 million isn't enough. I know I signed my letter of intent to go to Florida, but my $13 million turned into $8 million. Now I want out. I'm going to Miami. Miami said they can get me $14 million, coach. And that's where we're at. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for calling up. Thanks for rocking with me, talking sports with me. I'll be back later on tonight. The Nets play again. So after the Nets game, we'll do this just like we did tonight, like 10, 30, 11-ish to 2 a.m. Salakata's coming up next. Call him, talk to him, and keep it rolling. WFAN, I'll catch you soon. I'm out. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.